Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for keeping us safe and strong in this pandemic. You are eternal security and strong comfort. Keep, us, uh, keep encouraging us with your words now again so that we can keep praising you and serving others with your love. In the most, most joyful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Yesterday we saw three metaphors of a faithful Christian life or disciple-making life in, in the military, athletic, and agricultural analogies. Today, Paul brings the ultimate model and motive uh, of our faithful discipleship in Jesus. So let's read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8 to 13. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here is a trustworthy saying, If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we also reign with him. If we, we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Where does Paul find his inspiration and comfort for his life? Today we see that the inspiration for Paul and early Christians came from the person of Jesus, person of Jesus, along with the power of his words and the presence, his presence with his followers. First, let's see the person of Jesus. Paul said in verse 8, Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. The most important thing for us to think in any trial, any tribulation, and even temptation is a Jesus. Who Jesus is, is what gospel is. Jesus reminds us of our gospel. N.T. Wright comment on this verse. On this way, Paul's gospel is not a religious system, not even a message about how people may be saved, though it includes that on the way. At its heart, it is announcement that Jesus is the King, the Anointed One, the Lord of the world, a claim which would be astonishing and unbelievable were it not for the fact that God raised him from the dead. The message centered upon him. Jesus is the king. That's the gospel. That's what the New Testament and the first Christians confessed. Instead of concurring with the imperial political religious dogma that Caesar is the Lord, early Christians confessed that Jesus is the Lord. The greatness of our king does not come from political coercive power, but from the power of a resurrection, the power that conquered our sin and death on his cross. He is the only king in the universe whose power is love, and his love is undying and never ending for his faithful. When Paul mentioned elect in verse 10, 
Paul was not talking about election or predestination in our typical abstract theological sense. If Paul meant by election an automatic philosophical election, or what Calvinists say eternally decreased or fixed predestination, Paul did not have to say, I endure everything for the elect, or so that they may have a salvation, they may uh, obtain the salvation. Because the elects are already chosen. But Paul, when Paul, what, what Paul is talking about elect was the faithful followers God and Christ. Paul was employing the Old Testament language of a faithful, especially faithful remnant, when he expressed the term elect. Paul was a Jewish rabbi, and he knew prophetic tradition, where God's spokesmen were persecuted and suffered as he was chained like a criminal. And the, Paul is Paul saying that he is chained, but God's word is not. He is reminiscing Isaiah 55, which says, verse 10, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to heaven without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so is my word that goes out of my mouth and it will not return to me empty. God's spokesman might suffer, but God's word never suffers. Prophets were persecuted, but God's word cannot be persecuted. That's what Paul meant by that he was changed, but God's word is not. In fact, Paul said in the first, uh, first Philippians chapter 1 that his imprisonment and suffering advanced the gospel. So Philippians 1.12, Paul said, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear that uh, throughout the whole palace guard and uh, everyone else know that I am in chain for Christ. And because of my chain, most of the brothers and sisters outside of prison have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Our faithfulness in suffering, not in success, advances the gospel. Let us remember once again, it is not our prosperity, but our perseverance that glorifies God and his gospel. That's why our faithfulness in this pandemic matters more than ever. Paul ends Christ-centered gospel inspiration today with a citation of an early church hymn in verse 11 to 13. Here is a trustworthy saying, if we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithful, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. The key word in this hymn is with him. Whatever we go through in life, Christ goes through with us. Let me repeat that. Whatever we go through in life, Christ goes through with us. As the power of the gospel comes from the presence of Christ, it also comes from the eternal faithful presence with us. Even when we falter, he never fails to be with us. The last confession of Paul 
in an early Christian is a verse 13. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Faithless in verse 13 does not mean that if we lose our faith, in a sense that ceasing to believe that Jesus is the Lord and God raised him from the dead. It means our faithfulness, uh, such as our reliability, our resolve, our loyalty to God, will waver and wobble from time to time. The saints under intense pressure, whether political, spiritual, moral, or whatever, will sometimes find themselves weak and faint and helpless. Yet Christ does not deny or remove us. He remains faithful, ever more merciful to those struggling followers of His. So when we suffer, Christ suffers with us and comforts us with the hope of glorious resurrection and reign with Him in the future. So let us remember Jesus Christ today. Let us remember He is our good news. Having us such a powerful yet all-loving God in Jesus, that is our gospel. He is our power and comfort. He is our love and our joy. We are His blessed servants and followers. Let us remember Jesus Christ today. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for revealing your heart to us. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, and redeem us from all hopelessness, as well as a false hopes in the world. Though we are chained, chained in the pandemic and in our own weaknesses, your love is never chained or limited. Help us remember what a living hope we have in you. And help us today enjoy and advance the gospel that Jesus is the Lord of the Lord and the King of all kings. In his precious name we pray. Amen.